Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Can't Be Right, Adventures in Graduate School. My name's Eric, and today we'll be talking about deadlines. Everyone's favorite. Everyone loves deadlines. Uh, probably not. Okay. First off, I am not talking about deadlines that appear in your classes. Um, those are all very handy. They're usually in the syllabus um, or in the schedule somewhere. Um, and they're listed in a convenient location to uh, actually keep up with. And you'll want to make sure you do that. Plus, you, you went through undergrad or you're currently nearing the end of undergrad. And so you know how to turn in assignments on time. That's fine. What I'm talking about is all the deadlines that show up outside of a handy, easy-to-locate um, schedule. So, and we have two big chunks of those, actually. We have deadlines that are within the institution and deadlines that are external to the institution that can also uh, delay your graduation. So there's that problem. So let's get right down to it. Uh, and we're going to start, we're going to walk backwards through some things. Uh, I'm working on a PhD right now, so I have to write a dissertation. Um, your situation may be different, but broadly, any graduate program tends to end with writing one big thing. <clears throat> now, the institution itself has a number of deadlines that I have to meet in order to, to graduate. So if I want to graduate in the spring... For, for my institution, which would be sometime in May. I have to have a dissertation that has been um, accepted by my committee and gone through a dissertation defense and submitted to the graduate school and accepted by the graduate school before I can graduate in May. So leading up to the dissertation, though, so I have the actual project itself, and then there's the dissertation proposal, which is in and of itself a different document that does require approval by my committee and the graduate school. <clears throat> Before I can get to the dissertation proposal, my program and my university in general requires a thing called comprehensive exams. And this is for uh, doctoral students, not so much master's students. But there's a comprehensive exam. And... Prior to that, I have to complete all or at least most of my uh, actual coursework because that's what the comprehensive exam covers is the coursework. Okay, so we've got a few really big things that have to fall in order and have to uh, occur by a specific time, typically within the semester. So there are a number of things that need to happen, and one of them is you have to apply to graduate. And what that does is you declare that you think you're done, and then they pay someone to go through and check all of your records and make sure you are, in fact, done. Uh, at my institution, uh, in order to graduate in May, I have to apply by the beginning of February. So that means I have to be fairly certain that my dissertation is going to be successfully completed in February so that um, three months later, I can graduate. 
which seems a little, which is a little scary, but again, it shouldn't be that big of a deal by that point. But that's not where it stops. So you have to, so you have this deadline of early February that you have to have everything pretty much sorted out. Not only that, your actual dissertation has to be more or less written about by midterm. Because it isn't just a turn everything in before you before commencement. Everything has to be approved prior to commencement. And the dissertation process involves writing a uh, actual document, presenting it to your committee, having them approve it for oral defense, successfully orally defending your dissertation, and then submitting it to the graduate school so that they can approve it. So, and all of that has to happen well before that last two, three weeks of the semester. Now, there are a couple of things to bear in mind with that. That uh, so, the graduate school can reject your uh, your dissertation. It's possible. It's unlikely, though. The your university has hired a group of people to perform a job, and with the assumption that they can, in fact, do their job. So, unless you have done something to make the graduate school aware of your existence and be suspicious of your, the quality of your work. Um, that should be a fairly smooth process. The dissertation defense, which sounds really scary because it sounds like you have to defend everything you've done and your, your real existence depends on convincing these people that you know what you're talking about. Also in the modern era it is less of a thing. Uh, when you get to your dissertation defense, you have to present what you've written about and your findings to your committee uh, and possibly to some other people. Um, your uh, defense might be open. And so there might be people from the general public or from the university who show up and ask you questions. Any questions that's kind of, that are kind of a surprise should come from those people, from the, uh, the public or the people who are not a member of your committee. Because your committee members and specifically your chair has been reading your dissertation as you've been writing it. So this is, there should be no new information in this situation. You should just be presenting what you've done. Um, it's just a way to say, to, to wrap everything up and say, here's what I did and this is what I found and this is why we care. Your committee should already know the answers. They should already know what you've done. Otherwise, your chair has set you up to fail. Um, if a member of your committee asks you a question that you're not certain of the answer of or have no idea where it came from, that should have been brought up prior to the defense. They should have said something before um, moving you to that next section. So the defense should be kind of calming, actually. It shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, you should you might build tense, but they're not going they're not out to get you. They're not going to try and keep you from getting your degree. Unless you have a horrible committee. Don't do that. Okay, so there's so we've got that thing going on, but which means that you have to have your dissertation written kind of by midterm so that everyone can look at it and say, yes, this is great. Let's go to, to the defense. You set up your defense and go in and give your presentation. People ask you questions and uh, you answer them as the uh, expert that you are. And then your finished document, you make any changes that they might suggest. Um, and, and the finished document goes off to the graduate school and they will almost certainly say, that's great. Um, and then 
they uh, it's all everything's accepted and you get your degree. Yay! Before you can do your dissertation, though, you also have to propose your dissertation. So, and again, in my program, the dissertation proposal is actually a class. So if I'm going to propose, if I'm going to graduate in May, my proposal, for me actually, will be, will be in the semester, two semesters prior. So it will still be the spring, but of the year before. And that's this long process of writing up what I want to do and how I'm going to do it. And it's the first three chapters of the dissertation, um, partially including the lit review and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, again, in the social sciences, a lot of it is all the things I'm going to do prior to data collection. And that's also important because let's sticking with the, the, the social, social sciences, your dissertation proposal has to be approved. You have to have a real functional proposal before you can request approval from the Institutional Review Board. And without IRB, if you're doing anything that involves collecting data from humans, uh, not so much. It's not going to happen. So no proposal, no IRB. No IRB, no dissertation. No good. So, and IRB is really twitchy. Um, they don't meet that often. The, if you are doing something that is... Uh, very specific uh, that involves if you didn't anything involving kids or anything involving deception or uh, that might conceivably hurt someone or ask them really like really uncomfortable questions that'll often go to a full IRB and those people I meet once a month because they actually have other jobs to deal with at the university they've got other stuff to do um, so you need to collect data in August but you need to make sure that your IRB is approved by the middle of July, which is the last time they meet. Ugh. So there's another inside deadline that isn't really written down anywhere that no one tells you about until it's a little too late. Uh, so bear that in mind. So you've got your proposal going on here. So that's in the spring. You've done that. In my program, you cannot propose a dissertation until you have finished your comprehensive exams. And to take your comprehensive exams, and this may or may not matter depending on where you're at and what your program does, because I know even in my institution, the uh, comprehensive exams behave differently uh, depending on department. And that's fine. That's fine. By the way, you have to, where I'm at, you have to declare that you're ready to take your comprehensive exams six months before you actually intend to do it. So if I'm going to take my comprehensive exams in September, I need to declare that I'm going to do so by March. And that's a thing. So if you, again, if you're unaware of this institutional deadline, if you're unaware of this thing, um, and you're like, oh, it's April. Yeah, I think I'm going to take my exams this fall. Well, too bad. Actually, that's not true of my department. You can still do it, but it also means you have less time because um, the exam happens when the exam happens. Um, so there's an, a, a deadline that's going to sneak up on you and sort of kick your feet out from under you. Now, my program has a further complication in that before you can take your comprehensive exams, you have to have all of your coursework out of the way, or at least most of it, and that makes sense. But you also have to have 
some professional writing, either a presentation or an, or a, or an article, uh, either published or at least submitted for publication. And that can be a problem. And this is where we get into external deadlines. And these are the ones that are really a problem. So if I'm going to submit a paper or a presentation to a conference, there are usually deadlines and they are all over the place. And you have to go to every single conference and find out when their deadline is and where that falls. So again, using my program as a wonderful example, I want to take my comprehensive exams in September. So I need to declare in March. In order to declare in March, I have to have a publication prior to March. So I want to submit something to uh, AERA, so again, I'm in educational psychology, so the Association of Educational, the American Educational Research Association. So if I want to submit something to AERA, their deadline is July something or other. So it's end of July each year. And the actual conference is in, is in May. So I want to declare in March, which means I have to have submitted something by July of the prior year. If I'm doing research on human beings, this brings us back to that IRB problem. I had to have submitted something to IRB well before July, given myself a sufficient amount of time to collect data and then write up the presentation by the end of July. So I want to declare my comprehensive exams in, in March of, let's say this year. I had to have a paper already in mind, proposed, and for the most part, ready to collect data a year before. And the worst part about that kind of deadline is that it, it is external. While your institution has all of these deadlines that are kind of scattered to the wind, you have to talk to your department to find out um, when they want you to have your dissertation in, when they want you to have your proposal in, when you can take your exams, what you need to do before taking your exams, and what all leads up to that. When we hit these external deadlines, they become very difficult to deal with because they're all over the place. I don't know when AERA has their submission deadlines. I don't know when APS uh, or, or APA or any conference. They all have radically different time frames. Even if you're ignoring the deadline issue for conferences, there's problems with publications in, in journals. Journals have radically different turnaround times. Some of them have a turnaround time on your submission of four or five weeks. Others have turnaround times of, of up to six months or a year. So if you need this thing to happen before you can go to the next stage, it's difficult to know when that thing needs to happen because it's not written down anywhere. It's not written down anywhere that you're going to look. 
So, and that's one of the big problems with graduate school. It, the content should be difficult. And sometimes it is. And often it's, you, you know, you're learning a lot of new things and you're, uh, again, becoming an expert in whatever your requisite field. But unfortunately, you also have to try to become an expert in navigating uh, bureaucracies and timelines that are not connected and appear to be unrelated. And again, it brings us right back to the, you know, if you're an academic or even just someone who wants to have a professional position, it doesn't seem right that a lot of your time is spent looking at someone else's calendar. And not because you need to meet with them, but because you need to figure out when they want you to send them an email. And that's just silly. But it's something to look to. Look to. Uh, again, remember, last time I talked about bureaucracies, they, you need to look at the, uh, your handbook to find which of these pieces you have to do and how many things rely on external behaviors they were, or rely on things outside of your institution. And one of the other requirements that uh, my institution has is we have to secure some kind of grant. Uh, they're really loose about that, which I'm incredibly thankful for. Um, internal grants count, and, and that's great. <laughs> but but if, you, if that isn't the case, if your institution requires a grant, you have to find those things, and those have really weird deadlines with very long-term turnaround because they, you know, when you talk about giving out money to people, uh, the line goes around the block. And so they need a lot of time to look to sort through those people to find out um, who actually needs the money and will do something useful with it. So there we are. Um, let's think about, so think about that when you're in your graduate program, read your handbook. I can't tell you how often read the handbook. Um, the deadlines will sneak up on you. If you think it's, oh, I need to have this thing done by next fall. Great. When did you need to start it? When did you need to submit it? Oh, that would be next month. So keep in mind, look around, don't fall into that trap. I've watched so many people in my program that fall behind simply because they didn't realize that, oh, I have to send this email with this 200 word proposal to this person, but I need to do it by Friday so that six months from now I can take a test so that three months after that I can submit my proposal. It'll get you. Okay. Thanks for listening. And I hope to see you next time. We talk some more about grad school and all the joys and horror of uh, navigating education and uh, academia. <laughs>